In this episode, I'll share my thoughts and strategies about what I do with my horses when I'm traveling a lot or when my schedule is more erratic. And it's a really common challenge for busy people who still want to make progress with their horses. So in this episode, um, you'll get ideas about how you can still make progress even when your time with your horse is really inconsistent. So here we go, episode 116, Making Progress with Limited Time. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. This month is a really busy month for me. Uh, Turned out there ended up being a lot of travel. So uh, last week I was gone uh, for most of the week uh, out in California uh, visiting family. I'm home for the weekend and then just a couple days and then I take off again. Uh, I'm going to Texas. In fact, if you're listening to this episode uh, right when it's released, uh, I will be in San Antonio, Texas, and I'm at uh, Warwick Schiller's uh, summit. <laughs> so he's doing a live in-person summit uh, with many speakers, and I'm one of the speakers. Uh, then I come back from that, and I think it's the following week. Uh, I have a clinic at my place, so students are coming in here. And then I think like the next day after the clinic ends, uh, I go uh to Arizona uh, to visit uh, more family. So it's kind of a crazy month. And, you know, that's always kind of a, it seems like a big interruption for training plans with your horses. Uh, But, you know, it's one of those things where it's not worth complaining or being sad about because I'm going on the trips. The schedule is what it is. It's not changing. So how do we make the best of it? I can't change it. So I'm going to love it. (laughs) If you guys have listened to that love it and change it podcast, uh, this is a really good example of it. You know, so no sense just moping, right? Oh my God, I can't ride my horses. Yeah, I could, I could stay home and ride my horses, but I'm not going to, right? So let's make the best of it. And let's think about what can we do? I don't know why you're not coming with me. So what can I do? (laughs) Suddenly I, I brought you along on my, on all my trips. Anyway, (laughs) that might be fun. (laughs) Uh, So that's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, all right, here's a challenge. And, you know, one of those things that is so important with horses and training, and let's just face it, life in general is Uh, How do you stay positive? How do you stay curious? So the empowering question here is not, you know, why can't I make progress with my horse because I have no time? No, the empowering question is, well, what can I do in this really weird schedule where I'm only here for a few days and then I go away again? And some of those days that I am home because I'm not home for very much, Uh, it's really busy. So I might not have as much time with my horses. 
even when I am home. So number one, uh, love it, love it more, get curious, what can you do? And then, yeah, we need to think a little bit about strategy. Oh, I'm bringing you along again. What I do (laughs) is I think more about strategy. So if I think of it like a puzzle, and I think about where is the opportunity here, how could I use this as um, a great training opportunity? How could I make this actually work for me? Then it becomes sort of fun. And one way you can sort of think of this is um, is just to kind of realize that t- amount of time, right? It's not is not important. So quantity is not as important as quality. You know, you could see some riders or trainers where you, you know, they, they're not doing a very nice job. And if they did it more, it wouldn't get better. It would just get worse, <laughs> you know, more, more rude and bad training doesn't make it better. Right. So we know, we kind of know that that seems obvious, but sometimes even if we know that when we ourselves are presented with um, just a short amount of time, we also think, oh, well, I, I can't do a good job there either because I don't have enough time. And here's the truth. You can do a terrible training job in five minutes. <laughs> you can ruin a horse in five minutes and uh, you can ruin a horse in two hours, but you can also make big, meaningful progress in two hours and you can make big, meaningful progress in five minutes. So Uh, let that be just a little bit of hope, first of all. So again, it's a puzzle. So what am, you know, what have I done this week? So I was home, I got home Friday really late. So Saturday, I just, I slept in. I'm, I'm learning that I have to take the time to rest and recover. Now, if I had jumped out of bed because I missed my horses so much and gone out and tried to ride them, when I knew I had just come back from California and I'm jet lag and I got, you know, I wasn't in bed till two in the morning and I'm like, Oh, I miss my horses. I'm going to go do something with them. That might not have been a wise decision. Number one, my body was not at its best because me sitting on airplanes, uh, is not a good combination. And I know I was tired. So even though I woke up early, uh, I knew I needed rest. So sometimes we have to be parents to ourselves and go, Karen, maybe don't go run out and start riding your horses. Just chill today. Just chill, rest, replenish, do my exercises, get my back better, and just make sure that I'm I'm rested physically and I'm rested so I know I'm going to have all the patience I need. But it doesn't mean I don't see my horses. I just go out, you know, after a nice leisurely breakfast and my little cup of coffee. <laughs> I go out there. And as Jennifer Zellig says, I, I come bearing gifts. So I just go around and I got the carrots and I got the alfalfa pellets and I just go to every horse and I greet them and share how I'm feeling about them. I'm like, hi, hello. I missed you so much. <laughs> and I just give them cookies. I give them scratches they ovation likes to lick my face. So he gets to lick my face and we just kind of visit. And sometimes if that's all you've got in you, 
that's fine. You know, that non-demanding time is so powerful. If I can't have it all, I'd, and I only had this one little block of time, I would rather go and be my best doing nothing with my horses than try to do something when I'm not at my best. And then I can actually cause damage. <laughs> I can mess it up. I'm like, I'm pretty much pretty sure I'm not going to mess anything up by just being there with my horses. And it's another opportunity for them to go, Oh, here comes that cool lady. Oh, it's so nice when she's here. She gives me scratches. She gives me cookies. Maybe I have something funny and interesting, you know, bring an empty cardboard box and throw it in the pasture. Let them like stomp on it and play with it. Just whatever your horses might like and just be with them. Just be with them. So that's what I did on Saturday. Uh, on Sunday, I was, it's my day to do all the horse chores. So I was kind of busy doing that. So I got to feed them and be the nice treat lady again, because I'm bringing their food. And then, uh, you know, and that's, that's all I did. Again, I didn't try to like catch up. Oh my gosh, I'm only home for five days, two days on the weekend. I better get cracking. No, I made a, a, a funny little Halloween video <laughs> of my horses trick-or-treating. It was pretty lame, but it was fun. <laughs> so that's what we did. Uh, and that was enough. So Monday, so then I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I leave later that day. So that's not a lot of time. So Monday, my helper is here, Becky. And so I've got a good chance of getting through all the horses. Oh, wait, I did one other thing on Sunday. Uh, a friend of mine, Sharon Madera, some of you um, uh, know her from the webinar pa expert panel that I do. And she's in the video classroom. Uh, she brought two young horses over. So she brought a little three-year-old filly and she brought a three-year-old walking horse um, and it had its first ride off her property and was only his eighth ride total. And so she brought them over to my place. And, uh, while she was hanging out doing stuff with them, I took my filly Cora, my two and a half year old, and I just like hung out with them and let Cora experience new horses on the property and being calm and staying focused. Uh, so yeah, so still a lot of like hanging out, but really high value hanging out anyway. So back to Monday, it'd be really easy to think, okay, I got to like jump in and get a whole bunch of training done before I leave. But if I, if I know I'm leaving, it's kind of like a three day, I've been gone a week home for just three days. Like, what do I want them to be thinking about that? I don't want to feel like I'm a hurricane blowing in and blowing out. And they're like, what the heck was that? <laughs> you know. So I like to think about how do I want my horses to feel? And then what do I want them to be thinking about? And if you have the Happy Athlete Progress Journal, you'll see that on um, for every day and every week, there's a there's a theme. Actually, for every week, there's a theme and every day there's a mantra. So what's the theme? And that's a really important question. So if you, if you can only think about one thing when you're making a training plan with your horse, that's a really good thing to think about because there can be endless variations on the theme, but you want to know like, what's the cohesive part that over these next few days, 
they'll they'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Like it was all about that. And so that can be a huge range of things. The theme might be um, motivation. The theme might be confidence. The theme might be nimbleness. The theme might be relaxation. The theme might be um, stretching. The theme might be collection. The theme, you know, there's a lot of themes. But if you take a minute to just think about like, what's the most important piece that no matter what I do, there's going to be this kind of flavor (laughs) to it. So then um, it, it not only helps you keep a little bit more continuity in the few days that you're there, but it'll also help you know, like, what's the message? You know, if there's, if you only have a few days, it's probably good to have like one message, (laughs) one simple message that connects all the dots. But you still can have then a little bit of variety because there's that theme that's connecting it. So you don't just have to go drill, drill, drill. You can have the same theme in multiple places. And so maybe what I should do is just kind of share a little bit about um, some themes that I had for my horses. And um, I'm actually, I didn't pre-write notes for this. I'm talking off the top of my head. So um let me see if I can go through everybody, or at least some of my horses, and t- tell you what the theme is. So for Ovation, Ovation is 19 and a half now, and uh, he just, I did a series of adequin for him, you know, the intramuscular, so all of that's kind of lubing up. I was getting the feeling, you, you know, he was due for it, he was just getting a little bit um, stiffer, and he started to give me a little feeling in the past couple of weeks of like, oh, maybe that's, he's not as comfortable physically as he used to be. Um, so this theme after I came home from this trip would be that I wanted him to not associate me with um, physical demands that might hurt him. <laughs> right. So I just, my message to him was like, you're good. You, you know, all under the threshold. It's not going to be hard. You're going to feel better after we are together than when you started. And, you know, and plus if he's a 19 year old horse that, I mean, he's turned out 24 seven, but still they don't always move, you know, athletically all day. You don't want to just shock his body. So with him, we um, went out uh, in the round pen at Liberty And I just did some little going around the barrels thing, which he thinks is kind of fun. Uh, Then he likes to lay down. He thinks that's his actually favorite thing is just to lay down in the dirt. So he got to lay down in the dirt and snore a little bit while he got cookies. And then he got up. And then I just got on him bareback with the halter. And then we went for just a really nice, loose... um, he chose to do a power walk. So it was a power walk, but I went in the woods. We have these little trails and he, I just let him pick wherever he went. You know, he picked wherever he wanted to go, which is hilarious um, because he loves, he loves a U-turn. I'll have to say. <laughs> so my dog, Sydney is following me and she's just like, what is he doing? And I was like, Sydney, he's a looper. So he likes to go and then do a U-turn and go a little bit, and then U-turn and go a little bit and U-turn. So 
on some days like this, I just let him do what, what he wants. And I'm sort of curious, what is he thinking? So uh, we did a whole bunch of U-turns in the woods and then <laughs> he went straight, but he really got this beautiful, stretchy, snored, you know, blowing, blowing out kind of power walk. And he seemed to have fun because he was going through the woods and um, just really ended up super, super, super loose and swingy. And, uh, and I chose to do bareback just because in these short times also, like if I, if my body doesn't feel a hundred percent and I've been on a plane, I find, and I can get like crooked and twisted. I find if I go bareback, number one, it keeps me honest, <laughs> keeps me not bombing around like a fool keeps me thinking a little bit about what I ask for, but it's a great way just to let my legs relax, let my hips, let gravity take my hips more down and open. And it helps me find my center ease more easily because, you know, gravity, gravity and bareback <laughs> are really good at, uh, having your body find the middle all by itself. So that's what we did. And he was awesome. So, you know, I feel really good that, I think I met my theme of it's going to be easy and you're going to feel better after we ride than before. So that was ovation. And I have two more days with him. I'm going to continue that kind of theme. And then I'll just um, use the, the idea of maybe we'll do more. Maybe, maybe we'll do more. And my commitment to him is to look for him to say, yeah, let's do more. But if I hear any kind of complaining or feeling of complaining, I'm going to err on the side of saying, never mind, because I, I really want to prove to him that I'm not going to push him and that I want him to be comfortable. So that's the theme for this week with him. And, you know, with arthritic or older horses, it's always a tricky thing because, um, I've learned from horses in the past that if I just back off, back off, back off, they, they, um, lose confidence in themselves. They lose the core muscle strength and then everything gets harder. So I'm not going to back off and not touch anything, but this was more of a mental, emotional partnership choice because he's so generous these days. He didn't start out generous in life, but he's been so generous for many years and working really hard that if I started to feel a little from him that he was like, ma, it doesn't really feel good. I'm going to listen. And I, I think I missed that a few times. So I'm going to make it up to him. <laughs> and just, you know, the power of the walk. Walking is so powerful anyway. So it's a good thing to have in place. Now with um, another horse, uh, Teo, my theme is, uh, is like warrior. <laughs> so Teo is, he's my tr the horse that I got a couple years ago and was given to me because he was troubled. He had some large issues he was going to be put down. So uh, now I have him. And he's the one you may have seen him on the video about um, on the cross ties where he seems fine. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to blow. He can go really introverted, but then he would explode. So that's the old story. That's not him now, but he's kind of sweet and tends towards introversion. He'll tend to hide 
and not feel okay to move. And I think there's some physical stuff going on in there, but um, I haven't gotten you know to the bottom of that. Uh, but my theme with him now, he's so much more confident, so much more relaxed, but still kind of hangs back. And it's not that he's low energy or unmotivated, but he just, it's like, he's not bold. He's kind of like, you go first. <laughs> I don't want to go first. And so I thought for these three days, it might be super fun to have a theme of like, raw and see if I can somehow get him to kind of cut loose and be bold and be like, not wild, but like, yeah, just bold. That's why I picked like warrior. So I've been playing with stuff on the ground and using pool noodles and plastic bags and things for him to, I'm trying to get him to like, get it, (laughs) to like leap at it or strike at it or, you know, really raw. (laughs) Um, He's finally relaxed enough and we finally have a good enough partnership and trust that I think I can go there and he's not getting scared. So it's sort of a fun little theme and my sessions are um, about checking the partnerships there and then just doing this um, weird thing with him that I just started doing. I'm going to do it just for these three days and then he'll get a nice break from it. So we start the session and then I kind of go through like, okay, here's something new. And my goal is to, in these three days, today was the first section session and then I'll have Tuesday and Wednesday that he's like, oh, I get it. She, it's okay if I strike at this thing or it's okay if I leap at this thing or I like shake my head at it. Um, so it's a delicate thing. It's a almost a... You know, I'm. It went well enough today that I'm. I'm going to be successful. If today he didn't get it, I'd be like, oh no, now I only have two more days. But he got it. So you want to be careful to not introduce something that you don't think you can make progress with if you only have a few days, because you don't want to leave them going, what the heck was that? That's not a good place to leave your horse. Um, so I made a conscious choice. I experimented a lot today to figure out what is the exact circumstance I need to do for him to feel so bold as to like, rah, do something like that and not feel like he's going to get punished and to really reward it. So I had a whole bunch of different implements and I just went with the one that was going to be most successful. Um, So I thought if I can do this, if I have three days for this and make an impression that's enough days to like teach it to him, practice it, practice it again, get some really good first step, best step responses. And then he has like a another almost a week off to kind of soak in it and return back to norm, you know, normal and hang out and oh, <laughs> and then I can revisit it next week. So I know that's kind of a weird thing, but that's what I'm doing uh, with Teo. Uh, with Solana, um, Solana and Natia are both in very similar uh, moments right now. They're both going really well, and I'm really focusing on them getting to uh, the higher level of collection, lighter, um, lighter, more willingly, I don't say willingly, but they offering it up. Um, without having to warm up so much to kind of get into like collection fluffy mode 
uh, more mentally, emotionally, right? So physically we can get there and we warm up and we do the exercises and their bodies get there, but I'm really playing around with how can I now take that, that they had to work a little bit to get to now, how can we get it to express with a little bit more pride? Um, something like that. So with both of them, um, starting online, doing a little bit of Liberty moving or on the, on the long line, but like kind of traveling a little bit and going up and down a hill or something. So doing a little bit of warm up, but, um, not intense focus, just kind of like, let's move around a little bit. And then I bring it together and online. And then when I get on them, so online, like some school halls, some fluffy stuff and really target the effort and the um, willingness to initiate the thought to initiate really getting my body language, um, up and active and clear. And then the same thing with them, I'll get on, uh, bareback and do the same sort of thing. Now with, with, <laughs> with Solana and Atia though, I'm getting on bareback and bridalless and just with the neck rope, uh, because I wanted to really, well, I wanted to challenge myself. Uh, again, the bareback is so I keeps me honest, <laughs> no bombing around. Uh, plus, they can feel my seat and my body a little bit more, and um, and then bridalist just because I want to know that it's there from the inside out and from my body and from the connection and from their frame of mind. And it's not from me shaping it up, um, with the reins, which is just really easy to do. So that theme again, it's like the, the theme would be, you know, um, fluffiness. It's sort of like a, yeah, I like the term fluffiness for collection because it, it feels like you can't grab onto something and keep it fluffy, right? If you take something fluffy and you grab onto it, it's just squishes and gets dense. So the fluffy kind of spirit, really relaxed, letting my legs just hang down and just let it bubble, bubbly, fluffy stuff. Um, very distinct. So it's either we're just, they're just moving however they want, or we're fluffing it up and bubbling and sparkling. Uh, and, and, but the theme, you know, fluffiness from the inside out, I guess that would be the theme. Uh, and yeah, so that's four of my horses. So I, I hope that gives you a bit of an idea. Um, some other things that I, that I think about during times when I'm away and things that you might want to think about. If you have to pick something, um, I'm thinking about what's one small piece. And if you were to pick, you could pick any small piece, but sometimes a piece to pick um, that could give the most value would be uh, something connected to a root cause. So like with, with um, all my horses, this theme was connected to a root cause, right? So the ovation, I want you to feel, trust that you're going to feel good. You're not, it's not going to hurt when you do what I ask you to do. That's a real deep root piece of our um, partnership. Because if he's coming in thinking, ah, this might be hard and I, my body might hurt, like everything's going to be worse. And the same thing with, um, with Teo, like for the, his next iteration of himself, it's, I'm not going to be able to ask for things if he's not so bold as to offer it. He's just so like 
quiet and held back. Uh, so I don't want to ask him more unless he can like access it in himself and feel powerful and feel bold. And even Natia and Solana, that ease of fluffiness, like they're working on more difficult collection. Now, like they've learned so much, they can do so much. Now I want them to feel like they they can draw upon it from the inside out. So these are all, these are all pieces that if they get this piece better, everything is going to be better. So you don't necessarily have to do these big meaningful pieces. You could just be like, okay, I've got three days. I think I could get my horse's two front feet up on a pedestal, you know, like (laughs) just pick something. So the smallness of the piece is important, but if you want to get maximum bang for your buck, you could think, all right, what's, what's a piece that if that's better, everything else is better. And then, you know, how can I make that into a theme? Another thing you want to think about if you're going to be there and gone and there and gone and there and gone is, is to maybe avoid getting into really big, challenging coordination puzzles. So if it's, if you're trying to improve something that involves a lot of coordination uh, coordination exercises require some rhythmic consistency. Like the, you got to get in a groove. You've got to do it and then do it again and and do it again. You know, find an, the easiest version of that coordination and then do enough repetitions. So you guys get to practice and build that coordination together. So something that I would not introduce if I was only here for a few days and then gone again is something where... Um, you might end up just showing them how uncoordinated they are, but they don't get enough chance to actually build the coordination back up again. And again, you you risk um, leaving them going, ah, I can't do that. That's hard. <laughs> like You don't want to leave your horse and give them a break when they're thinking, what the heck was that? That was really hard. I can't do it. You want them thinking, well, that was cool. I really got the answer right on that one. I'm a rock star. <laughs> All right. So avoid, you know, so be mindful of, is the thing that you're asking for something that requires a, a, a building up of a new big challenging coordination? And if so, don't get into it. If you really think that that's the exercise you want to build on, I would say find that what is the coordination, like really identify it and then find the easiest version of it and expect just a few steps. Like if you really wanted to head towards it, just do the beginning, easiest version and be very clear about exactly what that coordination is. Oh, it's that moment where they cross over, they have to cross over that front foot, you know, and really, you know, expand and stretch their, their chest muscles. Or it's a, you know, change the lead through the trot and coordination, you know, whatever it is, just, just be mindful of what it is. Is it the change of bend? You know, is it, if it's flying changes, then maybe don't jump right into that, but practice your change of positioning at the walk, being really particular about your line of direction. So watch out for getting into the middle of a challenging coordination puzzle um, and not have enough time to get out. 
think about in general, like the, the easiest, the easiest, the least complicated thing to get back is fitness. So for me, if I have to give up something, I'll give up fitness, you know, I'll let them lose a little stamina. I'll let them lose a little strength. And I'd rather err on the side of doing, um, helping them understand or feel good about some particular exercise, even if we slow it down so much that they, they lose some fitness because if their minds are there and their emotions are there, when you get back on track and you're back on a regular basis and your schedule changes, like you'll get the fitness back. That's more simple. Still take some time and there's considerations, but it's usually not complicated. Whereas if you start, if you think I got to keep my horse going and you're hitting them with all this stuff and then you leave and then you hit them all the stuff, like they might stay more fit, you know, but you might blow their mind. And, you know, if you're only around for a few days every two weeks, you're not going to get more fit. You're just going to tire them out and then leave and tire them out and then leave. They might not like that so much. The, when, I, when I'm traveling a lot or away a lot, I also think about the power of the break, right? So you might have heard, you know, it's the release that teaches. So that can be a release of your aid. It can be, a, you know, giving the ha- your hand forward on the reins for a stride or two. It could be standing still for 30 seconds, you know, during your ride. It could be standing still for like a minute. It could be getting off your horse. It could be, you know, taking a break and then and then repeating the exercise later that day. It could be taking, you know, finishing the session for the day and you come back the next day. It could be taking a couple days off. It could be going away for a week. So I think about releases as um, payment, right? And so I, whenever I have a longer break, I think, ooh, there's a really big release coming. And so that's another reason I put so much thought into what am I doing right before that big release, you know, so that they're like, whoa, what did I have to do to get that? Now, the one little asterisk caveat footnote is to think about what is your horse doing while you're away? So for my horses, they're out 24-7 with other horses. Um, When I go away, they do, they get a break, but they've got a pretty good life. Like they can move, they can do whatever they want. Um, I have someone here taking care of them. So they get groomed. I, I have, um, you know, Becky do like, okay, these guys get, you know, the red light treatment or lasered or massaged or super groomies or things that they like. And so they're, they're getting interaction. And so a break is sort of, I like to think of the break as sort of a happy time for them. But a break won't be a positive thing if you are their only source of entertainment and enrichment. So step back a little bit and think to yourself, what is my horse doing when I'm not there? Because some horses who maybe don't have the luxury of being out 24-7 and maybe don't have friends, like when you're gone, you know, the worst case scenario is like a horse standing in a stall just all by himself in total isolation 24-7 for all the days that you're not there. Hopefully none of you have that. But sometimes there's like a version of that, like, well, you know, they get in and out of their stall, but they 
nothing else really happens to them. So see if you can set something up so that when you're away, their life is somehow enriched. Get a friend to come give them their favorite groomies or whatever it is. So I like to use those breaks. I think that they're a positive, but be mindful that a break might not be a positive for your horse if they're really bored for some reason. Um, what else do I have to say on the subject? Apparently I have a lot to say. Um, oh yeah. The, <laughs> I wrote down a little note that says, don't get into something you don't have the patience or ability to follow up and follow through on. I mentioned that a little bit in the beginning of, you know, that Saturday I came back and I was tired and my body needed to rest. You know, so just when we start having less time, it's really easy for us humans to start thinking um, we have to work harder, do more, make up for the last time, the, the make up for the lost time and try to like pack everything in. And when we feel like we're in a hurry, we don't, we, me, I'll speak for myself. When I'm rushed, my patience level goes down. It's just nature. And actually this was, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but there was a study done um, where they took different people who were going to, this is a really weird setup, but they, um, a group of people had to go to a workshop on, I think it was like compassion and helping people or something like that. (laughs) So they had to go across town and attend this workshop on compassion and helping people or something like that. And they, they set it up. So, um, some of them, they told them you're late and others, they didn't, they just like, just go over there, you know, but so half of the group felt like they didn't have enough time. And the other half felt like they had plenty of time. And along the way, they had set up with some actors that someone was in need of a, someone was in need. So something was happening to somebody, I don't know if they're like injured or something, but it would be the sort of situation where like, they needed help. (laughs) And they were able to measure the people who felt like they had all the time in the world, um, more of them stopped and helped this person. The people who were told they're late did not. <laughs> so when you feel like you're late, your compassion will go down. I mean, maybe not yours, but it was studied and even people who were interested in that workshop on <laughs> compassion and helping people or whatever it was, were not able to have compassion and help people if they felt that there was a time press. So one of the, the kiss of death <laughs> for a session with a horse is going, I don't have a little time. So I'm just going to like jam it in. I'm going to just have this really short, intense ride. And it's going to be awesome. Probably not. So when you have a short session, don't try to pack it all into that short spot. Just do the beginning part. (laughs) Just pick one piece and just do that. Because I think the, I think the most important thing is that you want to be successful and successful, I think means that your horse feels like they were successful. 
that they're like, hey, I did this thing. This is what it was. So when their horse buddy next to them says, what was that about? You're like, oh, she was really focused on this thing today. And they, they could identify what that thing is. Maybe that thing is just, I don't know. She just was cool and scratched all my itches today. I think that's better than coming in like a hurricane and then leaving and then going, what was that? Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. Being limited in your time or irregular with your schedule doesn't have to mean that progress with your horse stops. So use these moments as a challenge and a a reason to think more precisely about the most important things that your horse needs and to think about what the smallest steps for improving it would be and how you can wisely use the time away as a meaningful break for your horse. So I, I hope this episode helps. I know it was a little bit babbly. I didn't really write notes. I just talked about what's going on right now. Um, so far today went super well. I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm going to just revisit these short, precise sessions and hopefully leave my horses, my various horses feeling um, comfortable and like warriors and all fluffy and nice. And and the ones that I'm um, not having as big a plan with or just like Karen's cool. She does scratchies and cookies and is really fun to hang out with. And then I'll be back um, next week for a few days before I take some time off during the clinic again. But again, if, if you focus on the relationship and that that's the most important thing, that they're just happy to see you when you are here and that they miss you a little bit when you're gone, not so much that they're miserable because they don't have anything else going on in their life, but just a little bit like, huh, it's just a little more interesting when, when mom's around (laughs) or dad, (laughs) you know, that's the goal. If you have that and then they understand things, they feel motivated to do things. And then when you're here all the time, you can build up their fitness and build up their stamina and build up their strength and build up their coordination um, so I think that's, that's the way to go. And I, I hope that helps you. Um, my, my assistant Becky tells me that, you know, they said, she says when I'm gone, 
it, they go about two days and then they start like getting into stuff. <laughs> She's like, it's time for you to come home. They're bored. And, uh, that, that makes me smile. So, um, I like them to have a good life and have them think it's just a little bit more fun and a little bit more interesting, uh, when I'm here. And with that, you can do anything. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.